This is us. So don't worry if you haven't seen the season two finale this past week. I won't spoil anything. But this is us. This are the families who are dedicated tonight. And more than that, this is us. All the communities that are being represented here tonight. And the families and the networks. The larger community of you who are sitting here supporting us, encouraging us, and cheering us on. So we're continuing this series called Getting By, Is This As Good As It Gets? And all it is, for those of you who are visiting, is a series where we've gone through and we've looked at our values, just as a church. And we've looked at acceptance, we've looked at authenticity. Last week we looked at generosity, and tonight we're talking about community. We're talking about This Is Us, because community matters. In fact, the, the reason that you're here tonight means you matter to someone, and it means that someone matters to you. And you may be a family member, a friend, a coworker, but regardless, you're here tonight because you play an important role in someone's life. You're part of their community. You belong and you remind them that they belong. We're all familiar with this feeling when we're not quite sure if or where we belong. It can happen when you walk into a room of strangers. It can happen when you walk into the, the school cafeteria and you're not sure if you have a table to sit at. It can happen when you come to a new church to support friends or family and you don't know anyone else. Or for that matter, it can happen just when you visit any church. It happens whenever you feel like you're an outsider looking in. There's this feeling in your gut that, I don't know anyone. I'm not sure if I belong. And it's this awkward feeling, might be uncomfortable, might even be this feeling of loneliness. But the good thing is, is these feelings don't last long term because we're able to move on, shrug it off, and we know soon enough we'll reconnect with community that does care about us, where we do belong. Because you see, we're all trying to fit in somewhere. We all want to belong because basically people need people. That's just how we're wired. Everybody, every person, every kid needs a community. And that's why tonight's child dedication is more of a family dedication. We're lifting up the family, supporting them, showing them that they're not alone. We're committing to help them do their best in raising their child. And you've probably heard the old proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. And it absolutely does. We need community. We need to know that we're in this together, that we have each other's backs, and most importantly, that we have a place of belonging. So we actually have many communities that we define ourselves by, and you just figure that out by saying, I am a, and you fill in the blank, I am a banker, I am a teacher, I am a uh, golfer, I am a Patriots fan, which I was sorely disappointed about in the last Super Bowl. <laughs> But the list goes on and on, and community gives us opportunities to connect with all sorts of people. It's how we as humans find other humans and discover who we are, where we belong. So I believe there's four main communities that we're part of, that we all have in common. You probably have a family community, which might be made up of your immediate actual family or just really close friends and relatives. Then you have a social community, which is more based on your interests, your hobbies, maybe even your profession. You have a spiritual community made up of the people whom you may worship with 
Or even if you don't belong to a church or a faith community, it might just be people where you wrestle through life's deeper questions and talk about what is life all about? Why am I on this earth? And we all belong to a global community, which includes everybody, because we all have been made in the image of God. And this is what I love about the Bible. It's a story about who we are. It's a story or this narrative that reveals to us who we are and where we belong. And it's a story that reminds us over and over and over again that we're loved. And as we read it, we discover who we are and what we're doing here. And more than that, it actually shows us how to participate in community and what it means to be compassionate, kind, brave, and generous. So now this way of looking at the Bible might be new to some of you, might be a completely foreign idea, because unfortunately, more often than not, we use the Bible as a rule book. We use the Bible to draw lines and divisions and dividers to say who's in and who's out. And sadly, it's been used to tell us more often who we're not rather than who we are. But let me just say that we need to protect ourselves from any system, structure, or institution that defines itself by what it isn't. That's not belonging. You see, the Pharisees, going back to Jesus' day, the religious leaders, they also failed to understand the message of a loving God who pursued relationship with people. They understood the value of keeping the practices and the traditions within their spiritual community, the do's and don'ts following the rule book, but they failed to understand the value of community, of making people feel welcomed, accepted, and loved. Instead, they had a reputation for judging and rejecting people who didn't perform by their standards. And unfortunately, this still exists today. I'm sure many of us can attest to it. But here's what actually happens. Jesus decides to confront these religious leaders. He tells a story about a family with two sons. It's best known as the prodigal son, which is in Luke 15. And you've probably heard this before, various versions that are similar to it. But in a nutshell, the youngest son asks for his father's inheritance early. First of all, ouch. The dad's still alive, and he's saying, Dad, I want my cut of the pie. He leaves home prematurely. He hopes to build his own future, find new friends, leave his mark on the world. Unfortunately, he ends up making unwise decision after unwise decision, leaving him completely broke and with nothing. Basically, he ends up living and working with the pigs. That's the best he can do. And he's thinking back to the life that he once had with his father, and he's thinking, what's wrong with this? He finally decides that he wants to go home. So can you just imagine this poor, filthy guy, probably just reeking of pigs, walking across the last field toward the home where he grew up? His thoughts racing through his mind of what will happen. How will he be received? What will he have to overcome in order to make amends? But what happens? His loving father runs out to meet him and gives him a hug. He's welcomed. He's loved. He's invited to come back home. And why? 
Because according to his dad, my son lost his way, but now he's back where he belongs. This story is about exile. It's a common theme throughout scripture, and it's about all the ways we wander from the love that's been ours this whole time. Looking for our worth, our value in all sorts of things or all sorts of people, when actually we've been a child of a loving father this whole time. This dad knew that community matters. So he did two things. He first gave his son a ring to show him that he still belonged in the family. And second, he threw his son a party to assure him that he still had a community where he belonged. So through his actions, he sent a message. He impressed upon his child, there's still a seat for you at our table. This is a place where you are known, you are welcome, you are forgiven, you belong. And this is something only true community can do. So parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, these kids and families that we dedicated tonight, they need people who know them, who welcome them, who forgive them, so that they will always know they belong. We all want to know, regardless of whatever failure we have in our life, that we still have a place to belong and people who believe in us. And again, this is the beautiful story of the Bible. True belonging is found in who we are in Jesus. Because every other type of belonging is going to fail us. It's going to let us down some days. But knowing, knowing who we are in Jesus, knowing that we belong in him, we're able to accept grace and we're able to extend grace. And it's actually the idea of belonging that makes our faith Christ, as Christians distinctive. Because our sense of belonging is rooted in the concept of grace. Grace means we don't belong because we deserve to belong. We belong because God accepts us and forgives us. We belong because we're known by God in a way we are not known by anyone, every thought, every desire, every action. And yet he welcomes us into his community forever. This is belonging, this is community, and this is us. So at this time, one thing we do as a church family is we participate in communion or the Lord's table, the Lord's supper, Eucharist, however you may, may know it. And I just want to say that no matter who you are, food plays a significant role in your life. Because at the end of the day, we all have to eat. So therefore, if someone's in your community, chances are you're, you're going to eat a meal together. And there's something about a shared meal that anchors a community and that anchors a family. So parents, if you want to do something over time that will give your kid a sense of belonging, it only makes sense that you'll eat with them. Meals provide families with, with a routine opportunity to, get, to connect relationally and share an experience together. And this is what Jesus left with his last supper, this, this experience and the shared memory that not only his disciples participated in, but that we too can participate in to this day. So that's why as a spiritual community, we celebrate and participate in communion each week when we gather. It provides us with an opportunity to remember the love and grace of God. And that he gave his son Jesus 
for us, announcing you're known, you're welcomed, you're forgiven, and you belong. So this is how it, it works in our setting, is that uh, I'll just say a quick prayer, and the band will begin to play another song. And if you'd like to participate in communion, or even offering, or if you saw those connect cards on your seat, if you're just wanting to connect with us, or there's a question, how can we pray for you? If you want to be prayed, you can fill that out. And just bring that. We won't pass it around. You can just bring that forward and drop it in the bucket. So you can participate in either or or both. But it's just a way. Offering is a way that we can extend the generosity. We can extend, um, I guess we can impress upon our community the good news of Jesus and what's going on. And communion is just a way to remember what he has done for us. So you can come up, take a cup, take a piece of bread or a gluten-free wafer, and uh, go back to your seat and take that when you're ready. But let me just close in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for community. You are a relational God. There's, we believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You're a triune God. You exist in relationship, and you designed us for a relationship. And I thank you for every person here tonight because it represents a special, sacred part of community. It's people that care for us, that support us, that are cheering us on. And I pray that we will always know that we belong in those communities, that we can show our kids that they belong in those communities, but most of all, that we will always know that we belong to you. We ask this in your name.